Welcome back to Geek Show Arcade. Yeah. Hey, yo. Yeah. Hey there. Yeah. It has been a fantastic month of games. Oh, that was the wrong button. Tony, you should label the buttons, dude. It has been a fantastic month of games. <laughs> yeah, we'll open I'm, I'm done with this show. Right I'm, I'm leaving. <laughs> okay, Lando. <laughs> All right, this is Geek Show Arcade, where we talk about video games and video game-related things, because well, you know what? Video games are freaking cool. Let's introduce our panelists. He's getting ready to leave, because I won't let him say what he wants to say. He's Jaren. Hey, this is Jaren. You can find me on Twitter at Jaren. Blue Sky, Jeronius. Mastodon, I don't even remember anymore. Yeah, it doesn't uh, matter. Threads <laughs> at... Yeah, I don't... All right, I will be silent during his intro. It's Owen. Hey there. I'm on uh, Blue Sky, at TechnoOwen. I got the same one as Twitter, at TechnoOwen. Nice. Well, I don't think they do at on Blue Sky, just whatever. So. No, they do. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah it's an at. It's oh, the there at you go. protocol. Yeah. Oh. And uh, look who's joining the Blue Sky group, finally. Yeah, in the past two days, Tony finally gave me a Blue Sky invite, and it's, it's the Lando. Best. I've used it so much, and I love it. <laughs> So much. However, I refuse to follow Jaron because that guy's a jerk. And Tony, that guy too. Hate him. I do. Wait, Owen was totally in on the joke. No. Yeah, but I like yeah. Owen. He's a good dude. Owen yeah. got his before I got mine. It's true. Owen got his first. The part that made me the most mad about the, the episode we recorded two days ago <laughs> is the fact that Jaron got one from Tony first. That's what I makes me mad because Tony I... specifically hey. promised me I would get one before Jaren. People, people that showed up to record got codes that day. That's just how it worked. He was just handing them out. Here, you That's get a like code. A, you, like anyway, a, like I'm Lando. Episode I'm, Oprah. I'm on Blue Sky mm -hmm. at Landon Conover, so follow me there. There you go. Don't know what it's going to be like there yet. <laughs> Probably empty. It, it, and we have a host. His name thank, is Tony. Oh, thank I forgot you. to do the thing because I'm thinking about yeah, Blue Sky. Thank you. <laughs> Check me out on Twitter at Quad Thanks, T Tony or on Blue Sky at Quad T. Um, Jaren's right though; Blue Sky does feel a little bit empty. You really have to search for the stuff you like at this point because it's still in beta. But uh, overall, uh, I think it's it's got some uh, some possibilities. I think it's got some legs. So that is that. Uh, let's see. Do we have any emails this week? Yeah, we got an email from Argos Spurton. Hey. Uh, he says, hey, guys, Argo Spurton here again and wanted to ask if you have any mobile game recommendations. Have played a lot of uh, CCGs in the past. Is that card games? I think that's a card game. Yeah, Marvel Snap. But yeah, Marvel um, Snap isn't doing oh, it for that, me anymore. That's the only recommendation I have is Marvel Snap. and I Open to try anything and thanks again. Argo Spurton. Magic's a great game. Magic the Gathering Arena is now on the phone. It's mm -hmm. a great game. You got your uh, Hearthstone that's been there for ages. What's the, the, the Clash Royale? The Clash Royale is oh. very good, too. That's fun. What about Gwent? Is that is that on the phone? Um, I think it is, but I don't think it... Uh, I don't even know when the last time is they've updated that game. It's been... Oh. I'm going to look, that game was That game was fun. That, it's got good a, game yeah. mechanics. Um, yeah. I'm just not never, a mobile phone game guy. That's my problem, too. I just don't really... Owen, oh, this is you, man. Games. I, I, I only me. play... I only play the, I'm the same as you guys. I play the mobile phone games when I I've been I playing poop. Minecraft on my phone a bunch. Right. So I'm a, I'm a, those are poop games, right? Like you, bathroom games. And uh, I play them there just like you guys. Oh. I just don't have time to play them regular games. So. You know what? This is what I get for not paying attention. 
last updated yesterday for Gwent, the Witcher card <laughs> game. It's got a 4.8 out of 5 right now, and it is uh, 17 plus years old. Wow. That game is 17. Oh, not the digital version, of course. This is That was a card game before it was. Oh, no, no, no. That's the age recommendation for it, oh, 17 okay. plus. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I like, listened to that too. I was, I was like, like, Witcher 3 hasn't on. been out for 17 years. I mean, I'm, I'm old, not that but... old. Yeah. <laughs> So there you go. Yeah, Gwent is still updated and still they're still taking care of it. So if you like card games, give that one a shot if you haven't it's got yet. Great, it, yeah, it's got great mechanics. Yeah, it's it's pretty fun. All right, thanks for writing in Argo Sporting. That's that's what we got for you. All right. Mm. Let's talk about games. And most impor- importantly, we got some game tech we get to talk about this mm. week. Oh, this is exciting stuff. It, it is look some at, look at Landon's mm-hmm. eyes. It's mm-hmm. cool. Just literally. There's close. some GPU yeah, stuff. Some awesome. GPU stuff to talk about. Oh, it even yeah. applies to consoles, which is awesome. I'm so excited. Let's do this. GPUs are the coolest ever. You know it. They sure are. We got a couple of review and progresses we're gonna do as well. So this is great. Uh, uh, we'll start off slow. We'll start off easy. And uh, apparently AMD says they aren't blocking DLSS on Starfield. They claim there's no rules in place, no recommendation or whatever to not support DLSS in their exclusive games, or at least specifically in Starfield anyway. Um, and they are not preventing that from happening. So if, if uh, Bethesda wants to put DLSS in that AMD-sponsored game, Starfield, you know that big Starfield game coming out really soon? Dude, they, people are frothing they for can. this game. It uh, And it looks pretty awesome. It looks I, really good. I it comes actually, out this week. Yeah, I actually got... Uh, I climbed aboard the hype train about three days ago on it, and it looks really cool. Um, so, But it still, you know, still has the AMD tech, the FSR2 stuff. And apparently, FSR two is crap. It's honestly. not too bad. It's crap C- compared to XESS from Intel, which is you guys for every saying, graphics card uh, out there. A lot of letters. Where we or like, in the DLSS right now? It's just not <laughs> nearly as good. It's not as good uh, than as those Owen, two. Do you know what they're talking about right but, now? Yeah, DLs and <laughs> XLXs is like the upscaling tech. upscaling tech. You take a lower resolution. You upscale it to a higher oh resolution gosh. with oh no fidelity loss, okay? Or very Totally, little. DLSS, let's go! Stands for a Dude, digital... Dude, you complained about not knowing what it was, and I just explained it, and then you complained again. What am I supposed to do here? Wait a minute, what does... It's a, it's a, it's a non-win scenario for you. What does, digital, what does DLS stand for? I know it's super deep sampling. Learning, deep, deep learning, learning super sampling. That's what it was, deep learning super sampling. It's, you should just say it, it sounds cooler that way. Deep learning super sampling than yeah. DLSS. And, uh, yeah, so there you I'm go. Right. Uh, are they actually going to implement it on Starfield? Maybe. Who knows? You never. You can never tell. The reason I've uh, I've finally discovered by reading a bunch of articles that they're going hard with FSR two on this. Uh, if AMD is being honest in that they never pushed them to not put DLSs in there, is because FSR two works on the consoles. So FSR two, the better they can do with FSR two means the better it will look on Xbox Series X and Series S. I just hope it means it's a good FSR two implementation yeah. and not a crappy one. We'll Me see. Me too. So the game's fun. I'm all for it. Let's go. I want that to happen as well, and it does look really fun. All the stuff I've seen about it recently. I have managed to see nothing about it. Let's talk about another FSR, FSR three. 
now this I'm excited about. FSR yes. 2's poop. FSR 3. This has the potential to be awesome. Not FSR poop. 2 is not as poopy as you are making it sound, Jaren. <laughs> there are good implementations of FSR 2. I have yet to see one. Oh, okay. Anyway, FSR 3 looks really cool. AMD showed it off at Game Gamescom. Is that what it is? Yeah, the one in the one in Germany this this last week, and uh, it actually looks like it's going to deliver on what they were saying last year when they hinted at it. It's a frame gen uh, solution, just like DLSS three, and it will work across any GPU, which is also really cool. So basically, what this does is it uses something called fluid motion frames, is what they're calling it. And uh, it just interpolates these generated frames added into the traditionally rendered frames, just like DLSS does. Now, it doesn't look quite as good as DLSS 3 from what they are saying on the previews, but it looks surprisingly good. So on things like a console or a small screen where you're either sitting far away or the screen is small, it's probably going to look perfectly good perfectly fine and uh you know i would say maybe even indistinguishable from traditionally rendered frames which is so, excellent yeah. to hear. one caveat though they they say 60 fps is the minimum for yeah. uh your minimum your frame rate prior to enabling it um dlss3 is a bit lower than that but uh so this can't turn a 30 FPS game into a 60 FPS game on consoles. It would turn a 60 FPS game to a 120 FPS game, which is still pretty dang cool. Um, game changer for small handhelds like the ROG Ally or the Steam Deck. Mm-hmm. Well, not Steam Deck because it doesn't have a high refresh rate screen, but game changer for ROG Ally. Um, and for people with older GPUs on PC, it, it'll be awesome. Yeah. Very, very interesting stuff here. Um, uses VSync at this point, but that was the same thing. DLSS 3 was only playable with FreeSync at first as well, so you had more even frame pacing. Uh, but I, I would bet that an iterative version of FSR 3 will probably enable variable refresh rate. Um, but uh, they, they said that this should be hitting um, games starting in September. And not Starfield, though, not Starfield. Yeah, Starfield <laughs> won't have it for some reason, which is crazy because that would be the game you want to show off this really cool tech on. But yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll bet it gets it later. Um, and FSR 3 is like DLSS 3 in that it needs to be implemented on a game by game basis. It's not a driver level solution. However, AMD did decide to show off a driver level solution which is really, really interesting. And um, what that means is you can enable it on any game if it's at the driver rather yes. than games that are, have it built in. Yeah, thank you for uh, explaining that. Thank you. Um, I appreciated that, Jaren. So any any game, that, ask. any game that supports DirectX 11 and DirectX 12 will be able to turn on this uh, driver-level solution and they're calling it uh fluid motion frames fluid wait isn't that what they called it up top too yeah yeah it's kind of weird um but this is this isn't deal this isn't fsr3 though it's different than that yeah afmf amd fluid motion frames okay so but it ends up uh, doing basically the same thing 
um, with the same caveats. You need to be running at a higher refresh rate. So they're they're asking for 70 FPS instead yep. of 60 for this. Um, because with normal FSR3 or DLSS3, um, you have the... They have two methods to interpolate the frames. You have the, uh, oh, what do they call it? The, uh, uh, I'll get back to back to that one. But they have mm-hmm. motion vectors for the one, which they use in DLSS 3 and FSR 3. And then they have the other method, which I can't remember the name. This AFMF does not use the motion vectors. And so it only uses half of the data to interpolate the frame. So it's not as good as a solution as FSR 3 or DLSS 3. But for I, I imagine for smaller screens like yep. the ROG Ally, it you probably wouldn't be able to notice very much. Now that doesn't mean a whole lot right now because uh, most games that are DirectX 11 and 12 <laughs> on ROG Ally don't run higher than 60 frames per second unless you turn the settings way way down. Yeah, but optical flow—that's what it's called. Optical flow. You're right. That's optical the one flow. it is. But in future. You know, future handhelds and future consoles with more power on tap, this would be something that would be really cool to, to put into effect and uh, get an 80% boost in frame rates automatically. Now, the one the one thing they didn't really talk about much was how this integrates with their anti-lag technology. They did say it will be an integral piece of it, but they didn't go into much detail about it. It's called Anti-Lag Plus, and that is supposed to do... It does the same thing as NVIDIA Reflex. So since you're adding you know, generated frames that aren't that aren't uh, rendered in a traditional way, um, it does introduce some latency into the pipeline. And so the anti-lag plus is supposed to combat that latency and, and get it back to what it felt like before, just like uh, NVIDIA Reflex does. So what would be cool is, you know how Microsoft on the Xbox 360 games, how they would double the frame rate on certain games? Mm-hmm. If they added uh, this AFMF, to double the frame rate of 60 FPS games as a toggle if you wanted it. Because they could totally do that. Yeah, that's what it absolutely should be. This should be an added value, an added value thing on AMD drivers. You know, this DirectX 11 and 12 stuff. Um, Just put it there and, uh, you know, people can use it if they want to or just leave it alone if they don't. Sony did the same thing with the PlayStation 4 when they they put on, uh, or was it PlayStation 3? I can't remember. Anyway, there was a setting in one of those where you could go check a box and it would um, fix things at a system level, like uh, increase the uh, texture filtering and stuff like that, where sometimes it wouldn't work that good and you wanted to turn it off. But a lot of the time it actually, it did what it said it would and helped the picture quite a bit. But, you know, you could just turn it on and off at will. So... Anyway, there you go. Exciting stuff for us uh, graphic hooers out here. Mm. Seeing seeing AMD mm. step up to the plate and uh, actually answer back with some compelling technology at a software level is really, really cool to see. I, I hope NVIDIA does this on the driver level as well. Oh, yeah. It'd be super cool. Now that they finally have competition in the area. Yeah. It'd be, it'll be uh, interesting to see if they have anything like that in the pipe. Um, they Lando and Owen, you guys are jerks, and you haven't participated in this conversation. Yeah, I want to talk about I, it. Was too deep. It was too deep for me. <laughs> you know, I could normally hang. That was that was beyond me. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about some old games then, like Turok Three and Dark Forces. How about that? Yes, I am in. One of my I'm favorite back. studios, uh, Atari. 
Just kidding. No. Kind of, actually. They, well, Atari maybe. does own Night Dive. Night so, Dive Studios, um, the minds behind the all the cool uh, remasters of old 90s and early 2000s games. They have been and also, it. Yeah, they have. And also, they, they released System Shock Remake, mm-hmm. which is an amazing game. A full-on anyway, remake. Yeah. And I'm playing that right now. It's really cool. Anyway, they've announced a remaster of uh, Dark Forces, the original Dark Forces from the early 90s or mid-90s. And Turok 3, the N64 game. Oh, yeah. That means they've remastered all three of the mainline Turok games. Yeah. Yeah. I love Turok. I guys, guys. I loved it. I, I loved, loved it, but I I loved it, but I couldn't play it. Now you can't. Because it, it made me so ill. I, no, see, I wanted to play it so bad. It was but the only time I did. With yeah. good frame rates. Yeah, because mm-hmm. the frame rate was so poopy before. What was the frame rate before? What did you say? Uh, poopy. 20? It was all the way poopy. It was, was it like it was 20 sub 20, on a good right? day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just remember being like, I want to play this, but. Yeah. But now you can play them at 60 or 120. So. Hey, that's smooth. Mm-hmm. Smooth. New controls, new assets. Like, mm. It looks really good, too. I just watched the trailer. Looks what very it, good. Yeah, what the cool thing that Night Dive does, they're, they're also one of my favorite uh, studios uh, in the last few years. What, what they do is you remember playing a game on the N64, on the PC early days, and you you have an idea in your head of what it looked like. And then you go back and play it now, <laughs> and you're like, yep. this looks like Duke. Yeah, this nostalgia is just, kills it. This is it lives not better. good. So what Night Dive does is they redo these, they remaster these games to the point where they look like what in you your remember. head. They look like what you remember. And so you thought, yeah, that game probably looks bad, but it was a lot of fun. You go back and look at it now and you're like, no, that, that looks pretty good with these yeah. remastered graphics, mm. you know. Uh, for Dark Forces, they redid all the cutscenes with new art. Nice. Super cool. And yeah, they, they preserve like things that are core to the game, but yes. enhance everything else. Yeah, they just make it. They, they add in all the uh, modern conveniences of of gaming, like nice controls, mm-hmm. high frame rates, and keep the texture core game intact. It's <laughs> stuff that you cool. kind of expect for any game nowadays. You know? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it, and one of the things that that is just so cool about that, in in my opinion, is these these games. They would be you know. Um, lost like tears in rain mm-hmm. if you didn't have someone like Night Dive doing the good, doing the Lord's work, just mm-hmm. like uh, I fix it in our last episode. Yeah. Um, actually, speaking of Blade Runner, that's their one stumble in the last like five years is they released a uh, a remake of the Blade Runner adventure game, and it was not oh. good. It was not good. Ooh. It was. I think I remember that game. It was Dookie. Uh, but they've been updating it. They've updated it since then, and apparently it's it's somewhat better. But other than that, other than that game, if you see it's remastered by Night Dive, it's good. Yes, please. Everything, everything else I've seen them do has been high quality. So, yeah. All right. Uh, I guess that's the end of that one. Uh, let's talk about... Uh, good news, everyone. NVIDIA GeForce Now is getting access to all your Microsoft PC Game Pass games. Well, not all of them, but a good chunk of them. Did we talk about this last week? I feel like we this did. didn't get dashed last week and it okay. got moved That's over. So, Because yep. I'm like, wait a second, I've already been hyped about this. Yeah. I feel like I have already spent energy on this too story. Much, too much hype for Owen. So yeah. just, a, just, a reminder, just, just a reminder. Just a reminder. It's you there. Gotta, yeah, go it's out happening. there and do those things. 
All right, let's talk about a big swing and a miss here from Sony. Uh, the PlayStation Portable. Nope, nope, that was a good thing. The PlayStation Portal is the bad thing. <laughs> this is their streaming device that turns your PS5 into a Wii U. Uh, they took this... a PS5 controller, split it in half, put a screen between it, and they're charging you $200 for it. Uh, it's an 8-inch 1080p LCD screen, and all you can do is stream from your local PS5. You cannot... You can't, not even across the internet. No, you, you can across the internet. You can oh, across okay. the internet, but your mileage may vary depending on how far you go. Yep. Right. If you're within not a couple Ohio. hours of your, of your house, you're probably going to be okay still. If you go further than that, it is not a good experience. And what? oh yeah, and your Wi-Fi still has to be great. And yeah. what Jaron was specifying, meaning you can only stream from your PlayStation. You can't stream from the PlayStation Cloud. Oh really? Right. So nope. if you have cloud games, you can't What's even the play point? your exactly. Nope. This thing is DOA. And wow. uh, the worst part of it is they've implemented Actually, their own wireless audio protocol. Yeah, they don't they even let you use a Does not blu- have Bluetooth. Does it use Bluetooth? Not yet. Later, where's, right, James? Where, yeah, where's James? He's going to be livid. <laughs> How dare they? There's no, dozens I, I can tell you what the use case upset. is right here, guys. This is the use case. It's for the people who own it. Um, a PlayStation, but don't own two TVs, right? So yep. where their wife watches their show, yes. they can play their game on the couch, just like you do with your with your Switch. That's exactly the, what the Wii U's the best use best thing was, right? As well. yeah. But your phone or your iPad or your computer can already remote play That's through the, the PlayStation Remote Play app. Oh, a, so I can just they, do it on my backbone. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 100%. So why would Sony I do that? Sony teamed up. I don't with, know. Sony teamed up with Backbone last year, and they released a PlayStation branded yeah, that's Backbone, right, the white one. Mm. Uh huh. So I they remember. were like, this, and they were they were like, that was so easy, bud. Let bro, let's do our own. But so make it the, worse. The yeah. only difference here make it is less convenient. You do get the haptics on the PlayStation Portable mm-hmm. or Portal, I mean, um, and uh, the screen is bigger than than your phone. Yeah. But it's also it makes it less. Uh, what about less my? Can I portable? do it on my iPad? Yeah, you, yeah, you can, can do it on your iPad. iPad 100%. So just do it on my iPad if I want a big screen. It, yeah. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And and Easy. use your DualSense controller that you already have. Right. Yep. So I don't I don't know what they were thinking when they like mm. the the only reason I can see that this came Good. to pass and is going to be released is two things I could think of. One, it was like the CEO of Sony Interactive, son, was like, Dad, I want to do a project. And he's like, <laughs> okay, son, and just rams it through. Or two, there was no oversight whatsoever on this project the entire time, and I they brought like, it to or the- Or both. It could be it, both. It could be both. You know, I feel like it <laughs> might have been the hype. That. It could be both. I, I think it feels like it might be like like uh, hype. Like, you know, the so the Steam Deck was probably- real huge when they started development on this and he was like the steam deck is the pre-orders are sold out everybody's talking about it it's hard to get we got to have one of those and Make they started quick. it yeah. yeah and they they're like put it out there people are throwing stupid money at this kind of stuff right now let's get them huh. I and, will, uh, i'll say and, that 200 bucks is the that is the ceiling for a product like this. If they yeah. would have gone higher than two hundred, it no would one hundred. It would absolutely be completely dead on arrival. You get sell some, play, you get some PlayStation fans. Yep. Yeah, 
they'll sell a few of these at 200 bucks for exactly what Lando was saying. Like, yes. you know, in home, like play on, like not, not more than one TV. So and what baffles me is the lack of Bluetooth. Like it does have an audio jack. So th- there's that. Yeah. But the, and if you want wireless audio, you have to buy brand new accessories. You can't even use your older PlayStation headset. You have to buy a brand new PlayStation headset. So yeah, it has an audio. So it's got the 3.5 or whatever. Yeah. It's got like the audio. barrel plug. So but, you could put, hook up some Bluetooth receiver there, right? Oh, that's a good yeah. point. But you'd still probably have input lag, like yeah, delay, it wouldn't it wouldn't you know? be uh, it wouldn't be as as nice as a Bluetooth five or whatever. It sounds like but, Owen's trying to solve problems again in really overly complex ways. That's, <laughs> that's Owen's favorite thing to do. That's, <laughs> I know but that's not overly complex. But that's a simple one. I'll, yeah. I'll give Owen credit on that one. Um, the they announced two other headsets as well. An update to the Sony Pulse series for 150, and for 200 bucks, they showed off finally their new in ear, um, you know, truly wireless headphones, oh, earbuds, 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 and those are 200 dollars. Um, and they support they support Bluetooth or the dongle. Both of these you have to get a dongle and plug the dongle in to, the to get your portal. To the portal. Yeah. No, no, the, the portal has it built in. Oh, no. You have to plug That's it right. into your PS5. If you want to use it on your PS5, you have to plug a dongle in oh. to use it and on your PS5. don't these use uh, the tech from Odyssey? Yes, they use planar magnetic, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, drivers. Drivers, thank you. Planar magnetic drivers that, uh, same thing Odyssey's been doing for a while. There's a couple companies out there that do the planar magnetic stuff. Hi-Fi Man, I think, is another one. Odyssey's probably the most well-known planar magnetic headphone manufacturer, which brings us to the next story. Sony uh, decided to buy Odyssey for some reason. Um, They just like them so much. Well, you'd think this would be a natural fit because Sony makes headphones already and earbuds. They have a storied history in making great audio products. What's weird about this, though, is Sony proper didn't buy it. Uh, Sony yeah. Interactive, the, the the company that does PlayStation under right. Sony, they're the ones that bought Odyssey. Oh. So they're not merging with the other Sony audio guys. So almost like, well, they did say, though, that Odyssey will continue to work under its own name and produce its own products. But uh, does that mean they're going to have like exclusivity Odyssey stuff for Sony PlayStation devices? That would be that's yeah, weird. That would be weird because right now Odyssey makes gaming. Uh, they do make several gaming headsets, but they're you know they, for whatever platform you want, you can use them on PC, Xbox, PlayStation, etc. So if they were to make that PlayStation only, that would be kind of a bummer. Yeah, can't decide yeah. if this is a good move or for a bad move. I like it, it gives. I, I love Odyssey products, and if this allows Odyssey to persist as a going concern yeah. for many years to come, that's right. great. But well, I'd love to see their love to see their stuff though get into Sony's other sound products. Like that'd be cool. Yeah, their audio products. Odyssey also. I mean, they they do everything from relatively inexpensive. <laughs> Headphones up to super pricey, like several thousand dollar headsets, uh, you know, over ear cans. So, Sony, I don't think, makes any super duper expensive high end headphones. Do they? Do you know of any? I don't think so. They just make. Uh... They make some studio monitors. Yeah. Uh, but those are, yeah, you're using some right now. You can get those for under 100 bucks, though, usually. You know, yeah, or... if you find them on selling you for like 60 bucks. Exactly. So, 
Um, and then they have, I mean, the most expensive Sony headset that I know of is probably the WH-1000XM5s, which is their uh, over-the-ear noise-canceling Bluetooth ones. Those are 350 they're they're great, but they're not pro tier by any means. No, 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 no. They're they're. I wouldn't even. I don't even think I call them prosumer. They're they're yeah. they're consumer. So yeah, for sure. It'll be interesting if they start to dabble in that territory when Odyssey or now that they have Odyssey. All right. Um. Let's see. Yeah. Let's let's talk about uh, face scanning because that that seems to be a growing concern with several different places so i want to go on record i sent the story i found the story last week and i sent it to james and he didn't use it so mm. man it. can you believe so, this guy i know i'm pretty mad about it because it's a good so story guys, go ahead owen you guys know what the esrb is that uh rating yeah. system for games right yeah it's bs the it's, bsrb uh, the bsrb well it's <laughs> i don't what is entertainment software rating board yeah well they are seeking approval from the ftc to implement facial age technology to stop kids from skirting parental controls. So basically right now, if you want to get a Facebook account and you're supposed to be what, 14 or 16 13 or whatever. Or 14, yeah. yeah. What do you do? You just drop, lie about your age. You just exactly. drop your age, right? You're like, yeah. Oh man, just drop this down to 1971. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Money. I'm actually 63. I am a, yep. And so they actually have, so this has failed epically before in the past from uh, security regulators and, and privacy regulators privacy. because because they're like, what else are you going to use that for? And they're like, oh, identity too. And when you mix in identity mm -hmm. and age, you start being able to have unintentional biases form within the software. Um, and that was, that was noted with a bunch of, with a bunch of, um cases where the where the system uh, erroneously identified some black people um as anyway it's a it's an awkward story i won't go there but anyway just it was wrong it was wrong so this time the they are uh they're the srp is coming with yodi who is a youth digital media company uh, or no, a, a digital identity firm and Super Awesome, which is the youth digital uh, um, digital media company. And they're coming to the FTC and they're saying, look, we're just doing it for age, nothing else. All it does, they take a selfie, it goes against the algorithm that basically determines age, <laughs> and then we delete it. And if they don't meet the criteria, then a pop-up box comes up and says, please enter your parents' email address and we will email them an approval. And... That's you know, Jaron is going to so have bad. to answer his own emails when he does his face <laughs> and tries to play an M-rated game. So true, because they set the threshold like to it. twenty. They set the threshold to twenty-five. By the way, to skirt teenagers that might look like adults right. trying to pass off as parents. Yeah, and so there are all sorts of like, no, no, this is just for that. This is this is just to identify age. And they had a little bit of, they had some, some data. They said that, you know, in the UK, in the EU, um, they're like 35% of the, of the, um, requests are getting, are getting blocked because their kids trying to access, you know, things past the ESRB. But again, the rating system is kind of like, kind of like the rating system here in the U S for like movies, like M MPA. Yeah. Like. 
a PG thirteen movie can have one F word, right? Like, right. So sometimes two. So sometimes, it, yeah, 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 it right? can have two if neither of them are uh, used in a sexual way. Right. So, like, so stupid. ratings are <laughs> ratings are subjective culturally sometimes, yeah, right? Like, yeah. you wouldn't get the same ratings over in Europe. Like, if you've gone over there and seen their, their like, billboards and stuff. What's the thing? In Europe, sexuality and nudity and stuff is much less taboo than it is in the U.S. Mm -hmm. But violence, they take violence a lot more seriously in Europe. Right. Whereas in the U.S., violence is... All uh, day you don't care. Do, right? No, no it doesn't matter given. about that. That's... But you're going to show some areolas? Now, hang on now. That's now, rated on, R. That's a, Wait, are they male or female ones? Yeah, because oh, that's right. Is there hair because... on those areolas? Because, uh... yeah. So, but yeah, so that's their whole idea, you know... Um... <laughs> Is to try and use age verification algorithm. I just kept all the jokes inside, just so you know. <laughs> I just tried. To, yeah. I'm just glad I got to work the word areola into the episode. It's, that's right. Twice now. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Three times. So, so yeah, they uh, they're they're trying to they're trying their best here. I don't know if it. I mean, I, I can't decide as a parent, or as an inconvenience, or if it's just socially like. So my understanding is they're they're not using this for. For um, kids buying games, they're only using it for like kids accepting EULAs in games, for and for signing up. So right. So if you already have the game, yeah, so if you want to, if you want to download, or if you sign when you sign up for an account with the game, then that's when it would come up and yeah, this, you for this, an this age. would work for physical media because that's supposed to mm -hmm. be policed by the salesperson at yeah, the store. Right. You know, mm -hmm. ask for your ID. Are you seventeen or older? No, you can't right. buy Grand Theft Auto Five. Sorry. Or Sorry, how, cra how crappy would that be if you got the game? And then you Could need to make an EA account yep. because, like, when you get like a game, a hardware, you know, the actual physical copy, and you come and you play it, you still have to create an EA account, right? To play, right. and at that point, if you're faced with the EULA, and it's like, yeah, let's scan your face and get you set up, and they're like, sorry, womp womp, Bad. can't play this game. So, um, it's a very, very big uh, deal in China. China really has their culture, you know, a lot yeah. more, a lot more uh, locked down on that. So, but yeah, they're, they're trying to, they're trying to push that through. See, interesting to see if, if that's the case. I mean, I just, I thought, you know, man, what would I do if I was a kid trying to get around this? You know, like the first thing I try and do is always like, how do I not do what they want me to do? And I would be like, Hey mom, can, can you take a selfie on my phone? <laughs> like, like I just want to. I want to set your your picture as my background or something. Oh, you know? and you like, even get look like you're getting points oh, for yeah, loving totally. your mom. Yep, or your you're like, dad. hey, oh, I love you so much. I want you to be on my phone. Yeah, and then literally you're walking around and be like, dude, she just did it. I'm playing. We're doing this tonight. <laughs> like it's time to play Tommy, some Call of Duty. Tommy, your dad wouldn't do it. Tommy, haha. <laughs> like you know, they're all on the Discord Loser. server. Idiot. <laughs> Get wrecked. You, wait, Get wait. Wrecked. Do you want my mom? Do you want me? Mom, do you want my mom to do it for your phone? Just come over. She'll do yeah. it for yours too. Yeah. Like she really wants. She really wants attention. Like she really needs it. <laughs> oh man, we're going down She'll, a dark path here. I know. Like, like you know, a lot of moms are like, I'll take. Any of my friends, like any of my kids or their friends, I I had a second mom, so my my second mom, which was my friend's mom, was like desperate for just you know <laughs> was that... son's love. Like <laughs> I heard it anyway. Uh huh. Uh huh. All right. Anyway, you know, it's taking a weird mom. turn there, Owen. Great it's job. It's a it's a it's a wholesome <laughs> turn. If you took it bad, then you're it's probably not as from bad the two thousands. Tony. Yeah. Anyway. That's one hundred. That's just one big turn because it's round. <laughs> it's a circle. It's a circle. Ah! 
<laughs> I see what you did. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think uh, we're, we're going to do a couple more stories real quick. Um, first thing uh, is this is a, a little, little bit of rumor control. It's looking more and more like it is actually going to come to uh, reality, though. The Lenovo Legion Go, which was looking pretty cool, is looking less cool now. Um mostly because it uses a QHD plus screen, which is just a yeah. bonehead move on Lenovo. sixty by sixteen hundred. Yeah, that resolution is way too high for the uh GPU that's gonna be in this because it's the same CPU GPU that's in the ROG Ally, and that's a ten eighty P screen, and there are games that it struggles to get to sixty frames per second. I was hoping the ally would be 720p. Yeah, it, <laughs> 720 or 800p. I think 800p would have been just the sweet spot for the ally. I'm not mad that it's 1080 because it's also got variable refresh rate and 120 hertz. Yeah, you know it makes up for that and a 500 nit uh, brightness. So this one will have all of those things as well. 500 nit brightness, 144 hertz, actually a little bit higher. On the uh, but you're never going to run that. At no, that's the thing. 1600p. The, the thing is, though, you you could do 800p and upscale because it, it it'd be a perfect match for is that 1600p half on each access. Yep. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Okay, so that but might look the problem all right. Is it's a nine inch screen and too eight, big. 800p on a nine inch screen, you would you would see blurriness on yep. that. So the screen is too big and too high res. Yep. If they would have done 1080p on a nine inch screen, perfect. It would have mm-hmm. been perfect. So yeah, that's that's a bummer. It looks like the it's it looks like it at least at this point it's only going to have one option for for RAM, 16 gigs, just like the um, ROG Ally. It's going to offer a 256, 512, or one terabyte option for your storage. Uh, it's got those detachable controllers, which look kind of cool in theory, but in reality, would you ever detach them anyway? I I don't think so. Battery is 25% bigger than the ROG Ally, but the screen is also bigger and much yeah. higher res. So I'm not sure how much that would get you. I think how much more? Up, I think it'll end up probably being the same battery life. Yeah, um, probably. And it's roughly. a lot heavier, a lot yep. heavier than both the Steam Deck and the ROG Ally. So there you go. Those are those are also rumored specs, uh, but they are coming from really reliable sources. So. We don't usually talk about rumors too much, except for this episode for some reason. Hmm. But uh, but that's that's looking more and more likely, and I am less and less excited for it as a result. Uh, but there you go. Okay, a uh, couple of reviews in progress. I'm gonna do a review in progress for Baldur's Gate three, and then Jaron has one for Immortals of Avium. Now, uh, how many hours of Immortals of Avium have you played, Jaren? Four, which is like a quarter of the game from yeah, what I'm reading. Yeah, it's not a huge game. It's like a 10-hour campaign, roughly, 10, 10 15 hours. Uh, you, you can go ahead and go first if you want. All right. Um, not the final review because I'd like to play through the whole game first, but yeah. I'd like to call it out here because it, they made the un- very unfortunate decision of releasing it between two of the biggest games ever, mm-hmm. uh, Baldur's Gate 3 and Starfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure what marketing guys decided this, but it was, it was a horrible choice. I, I is this is a lot e- about marketing guys This lately. is EA, right? Uh, um, this is the, EA's EA, publishing it. 
EA's publishing it, but it's okay. Ascendant Studios, which is a right. brand new studio not owned by EA. This is the problem that EA did for Titanfall 2 as well. Mm. It sandwiched it in between a Battlefield game and a Call of Duty game. That and year. everybody's just like Titanfall like, what? Like Who? Two weeks after one and two weeks before the other, Ugh. and totally screwed Titanfall two over sales wise as well. Which result. was a great game. What, Super what is EA's problem? The, the thing about Immortals of Avia, it's uh, kind of Metroidvania in the level design. Mm-hmm. It's a first person shooter with RPG elements. So you, you can upgrade your gear, mm-hmm. you can upgrade your character. Metroidvania like like level. It's it's a fantasy game, but it's kind of techno fantasy the way the uh, d- design is. Um, but overall, it's it's at very first it it's very linear, extremely long training like uh, tutorial training mu- tutorial. Yeah, but once you get through all of that, it op- opens up quite a bit, and it turns out to be a pretty fun game. Um, the combat is, I, I think the combat's super fun. It's kind of a mix between like Doom Eternal, mix of like up close stuff and far away stuff. Um, a lot of arena style combat encounters. Mm-hmm. So like gates come up, you fight guys, gates go down, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, but so far, like, I, I think it's a high quality game for me. It's speaking my language because it's, it's using brand new game tech, unreal engine five. Oh baby. It's, it's fantasy. It's a first yeah. person shooter. Uh, it perfectly fits in my Venn diagram of, of what Jaren likes. Um, so if that's right up your alley and you have the hardware to push it, I totally recommend getting this game so far. Um, it's, but, I was going to say? say it's a very heavy game. Very Digital, heavy. Digital Foundry today released a video on how it performs on the PC, and uh, it it's beautiful. It's a beautiful game, but as a result of using all that new tech, it does require a pretty beefy graphics card and CPU to to run good. If you have last-gen GPUs or current-gen, you're good to go. 30 yeah. series of NVIDIA or up, or uh, AMD 6000 series GPUs are up, mm-hmm. and you'll be fine. It has FSR2 and DLSS, so you can use upscaling on either one of them. Uh, and the the graphics are really interesting. Like, it's really honestly not pushing graphics too hard, except for Nanite, which is the tech that's used to draw uh, geometry very far out. Um, normally what developers would do, they would make a couple of different versions of like a house, a version of a house that you would see from a thousand feet away, which is like basically four polygons version of a house that you'd see a little bit closer and a version of a house that you'd see really up close. And so they would scale it level of detail. Yeah. So they would use LODs to reduce the amount of polygons they they have to draw on a screen. Um, Nanite you use the up close asset for everything and Nanite will automatically do all that for you. So there is no, uh, popping in of assets, you it know, like, like when you scales it in real time, wow. yeah, it's, it scales it perfectly. So like it's sometimes wild. in a game where you get close to something and suddenly it just like changes shape. Suddenly. Halo, Halo did that a lot, mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know, in. where the pop in comes. So you'd get through an area and all of a sudden trees are just, fading in or whatever yep. yeah yeah so this gets rid of that completely where they actually use it um they're not using nanite for vegetation so there's still things that pop in unfortunately um that's going to be coming in future games nanite vegetation but where it does use nanite it's crazy looking like 
you realize when you, when you're seeing it, like, wow, I've never seen things that detailed that far away. Yeah, it's it's really cool, really cool tech. Um, character models are exquisite, extremely detailed. Oh, really? Yeah. So if you're interested in graphics, definitely check this game out. Um, if if what I said appeals to you, I think it's worth sixty dollars to pick up. Um, if not, if some of these things appeal to you, wait for it to go on sale. I, I, from what I've played so far, it, it's a it's a high quality game. If it weren't for the fact that there's so many other games I want to play right now, I would probably have bought this game already. But yeah, that's the problem. It came out between oh. Baldur's Gate three. And Let me tell Starfield. you, Tony, Tony, Tony fell oh, to the uh, one man. of the majors. Baldur's on, Gate 3. Oh, oh, yeah. And man. The, the new From Software game released the same day. Yeah, Armored, Armored Core 6. Core they, 6. They can't compete with that. Yeah, especially being a new studio with a new IP. Like, that's yeah. that's they're going up against the, all the, the heavy hitters. You got a new Call of Duty coming out in a month. You know, I mean, anyway, um, Baldur's Gate 3. Okay. Tell I don't me about even, this one, Tony. I don't even know where to start with this game. Um, Developed by Larian, same people that did uh, a bunch of other games that are similar to Baldur's Gate games, RPGs, action RPGs, you know, isometric view. Um, the the one the last one they did before was Divinity Sin, Divinity Original Sin Two. They also did Divinity Original Sin One, and uh, I think another Divinity game before that. That's that's their own IP, um, but they, uh, it's amazing. Um, I, this game, I haven't felt a game grab me by the brain this hard since probably the Witcher three this, I think about this game while I'm at work. Wow. I'll be working and all of a sudden I'll just stop and be like, oh man, I need to lose time. Yeah. Losing time to Baldur's Gate. Yeah. Daydreaming. I, I, I need to remember that I should go, I should go check on this side quest when I get home on Baldur's Gate because I got to see what loots at the end of this. When I was in the throes of Elden Ring, I could not work in my office, in my basement, in my house. Yeah. Because the temptation was too great to start <laughs> playing Elden Ring. <laughs> that's how that's how this game is. Um, if you are into fantasy games, if you're into RPG games, um, that was a, role-playing games games. If you're into RPGs, um, man, this, this is right up your alley. If you're into D&D, so... People that aren't really familiar with D and D, I being one of them, I didn't know Baldur's Gate was a D and D property. It I is didn't know until I saw the movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They said Baldur's Gate, like, hey, I've yep. heard that before. Um, and so it, it follows all the D and D, you know, lore and stuff like that. And uh, you, you can create your own character. You can use the pre-made characters. I went with a pre-made character. I'm about 25 hours into this game, and I haven't finished Act One yet uh it is massive and there's so much to do and all of it is just so well done um this is a first impressions review or a review in progress and i don't think my score is going to change by the time i get to the end of the game because as it stands right now i i, I would give this a probably a 9.8 out of 10. Wow. it it is as it is as close to perfect as you can get. Why point two down? There are a few technical issues with the game right now, and that is 
probably just to be expected with how big of a game this is versus how large the studio Larian is. Larian's a medium-sized studio. The fact that they're able to create a game this big, I probably should just give it a 10 out of 10. You should. But I've been picky about stuff like this in the past. and you gotta keep. You got to be consistent, Tony. I got to be consistent. So I'm knocking off point two for um, a couple of bugs in the UI that I've noticed. And then um, one thing that really does bug me, and, I, and, and this is your mileage may vary, this could be a Tony problem, but the, the mini-map in the upper right-hand corner updates at like half the refresh rate as the game itself. So, oh, that would be annoying. Yeah, as you turn your character out of the corner of my eye, I see it, I see it going as it turns as well, whereas everything else is nice, nice and smooth. Immortals of Avium also has a similar problem. They have like these giant magic ribbons flowing through the land those mm-hmm. ref- those update at 30 frames per second everything else is yeah. on my computer 120 it's distracting when you notice that stuff yeah. and you can't not notice it after you've started mm-hmm. to notice it so so for those minor reasons um and then there's there is a little bit of weirdness going on with the voiceovers you'll have you can tell that they have recorded lines from one conversation at different times because the microphone sounds different from one sentence to the next, the quality of the voiceover audio, not the acting, but like the actual technical audio aspect of it changes sometimes in the same conversation. You're like, oh, they have so to like go it's back at a lower bit rate or something. Maybe lower bit rate or the room that they recorded in just wasn't as acoustically sound. Mm. You know, uh, something like that. Like recording during the pandemic in their own houses or something. Could <laughs> yeah. be, yeah. Could be. And, and it very well could <laughs> be because assets. this game has been in early access for like three years. So, so it, you know, it's finally the release that we got was their 1.0 release, basically. And the reason I'm only taking off point two for these technical issues, there's other ones too that I just haven't mentioned. Nothing game-breaking by any stretch. It still runs great. There are some issues in Act 3 I was reading because there becomes areas of, uh, you get to Baldur's Gate and there's lots of NPCs and they didn't optimize the CPU usage very good as far as that stuff goes, so it starts to bog it down. But they've already committed to solving that issue. And they put out one patch already in the first week that it's been out or second week that it's been out, addressed over 1,000 different issues and bugs. Um, only 1,000. Only, you know, only 1,000. But And they said patch two is, is right around the corner, so it'll probably be less than a week, maybe two weeks tops for patch number two. And they said there are performance enhancements coming in patch two. Anyway, long story short... Um, Baldur's Gate 2 is freaking amazing. If you like RPGs, if you like ARPGs. Now, it it is um, turn-based, so keep that in mind. If you don't like turn-based games, well, I still say you should give it a shot because it is awesome. Um, But if you like turn-based or you don't mind turn-based, then you have no reason not to pick this game up. It is is absolutely phenomenal. Oh, the other other thing that I would dock it for, part of that point two, um, is inventory management's kind of poopy in this oh, game and there's a dang. lot of inventory to manage you got this so, on steam is that where you got it from? yeah i got it on steam, steam. Mm. yep the one um, thing i loved about elden ring was the inventory management i didn't have good? to worry really? yeah i didn't oh, really nice. have to worry about carrying too much stuff ever it was it was awesome like so this, com- this comes out on that no inventory management in zelda <laughs> is the worst i never I've have ever to seen. worry about carrying too much stuff i just pick everything up and i carry it all around with me okay that aspect of it's nice but uh yeah you know, it's great 
the uh, it's out on PC, comes out on PS5, I think next week or the week after, really soon. It's dropping on PS5. And then uh, at a later date, it'll be on Xbox, which is good to know that it actually is coming out on Xbox soon because there was a big problem with um, Microsoft not wanting to release it on Xbox because it didn't have uh, feature parity between the Series X and the Series S. The Series S isn't powerful enough to allow for couch co-op in this game. And this game, you know, I'm a single-player nut, and I I love single-player games, but this game has the best of both worlds. You can play the whole game in co-op, too, with up to four of your friends. However, if you wanted to do couch co-op, it only works on the Series X, but Microsoft saw how well the game's been doing and how great it is, and they granted an exception for Larian, to release it on Xbox and not have couch co-op on the Series S. There you go. One more, one more technical thing about Immortals that I failed to mention. It actually runs well on PC, so don't let PC ports, bad PC ports, let be a concern. It does pretty well, much better than consoles actually. And if you <laughs> play on a console, PS5 and Xbox Series X, it actually seems okay, generally. Um, Series S image quality isn't that great. It's because they have to go all the way down to 436p on the resolution for Series yeah. S to yeah. run it. So, yep. All right, there you go. I think we're all done, um, except for big shout out to our awesome Patreon backers. Thank you so much. Patreon.com/slash/gadgetspot for the time being. At uh, some point in the nearest future, we'll probably be rolling that all up into the Geek Show uh, Patreon. And that's going to get probably an overhaul, too, um, because we need to start adding more stuff to it. (laughs) So there you go. Uh, If you donated $6 a month or more, then you get a shout-out on the air, which Jaron has for us right now. Thanks to David Broshinsky, Connor Kiesel, and Wiffleball Tony. Thank you, guys. They are the best ones. Best of the best. Always reboot after registry changes. Andy Bird, be the eight-year-old. Travis Johnson, get geeky stickers for your computer or laptop or have me design something for you at Pyman Graphics on Etsy. Jeremy, no name, no color. Keslo, Eric Steinman, Eric Cruz, Nathan Motzkus, Matt Nelson. Y'all should check out Hendrix Craftsman on Instant TikTok. Me, speechless like a Japanese video game, dot, dot, dot. Josh Dorius, Dick Messerly, Splinter, Adam, Aaron Faulkner, Stuart Lloyd, Joe, if you have to blow your horn, chances are the song is not worth hearing. Ryan M. and Adam Hecht. Thank you, everyone. All right. Thank you so much. That's it. Thanks for downloading us uh, this week. We hope to hear, uh, we hope you hear from us next week. Download us. Spread the word, you know. Do it. That, that's it. Uh, Owen, take us out. Hey, we hope you care. Hey.